Robin Swift, president of the Servant Leadership Institute. Thanks so much for being with us today. You know, here at the Institute, we really believe that servant leadership belongs to everyone. It's not a political or religious thing. It's about using your influence as a leader in a positive way, really to bring about the greatness of others. So our guest today has been doing just that since we first met him many years ago at one of our servant leadership workshops here in Carlsbad, California. Peter Malinge is the CEO of the Africa Servant Leadership Development Institute and also the president of Transitional Leadership Development. And through those uh, efforts, he's a trainer, coach, workshop facilitator. He does many things. In fact, um, Peter is just incredibly passionate about training leaders to be excellent performers, men and women of integrity, which we so need today, and just helping servant leaders really finish well, strong, and, and leaving a legacy. So it's quite a, a passion he has for leadership development. I know you're going to really love this conversation. So Peter, so great to have you with us today. Thank you. Why don't we start by having you share a bit about yourself with our audience so they can get to know you as we have over the years. Okay, thank you, Robin. My name's uh, Peter Mulinge. I come from Kenya. Uh, I, I grew up in the village, in one of the remotest parts of my country, Kenya. Uh, I grew up, again, I grew up in a Christian family. My mom was a very, very strict uh, Christian lady. And she brought us up in the fear of God. And uh, one of the things that she told us when we were growing up is to be caring for one another. Mm -hmm. uh, we were nine kids in the family, and uh, you can imagine that big family uh, being poor. So we needed to share every resource, every single dish of food uh, we were to share. And uh, me being the second born in the family, I, had, I got that opportunity or responsibility of uh, taking care of my siblings and helping my dad, we bring up our uh, my brothers. I came to the U.S. the year 2007 uh, to do my studies in biblical, uh, uh, in theology, in the Bible. And then after that, I decided to go back to Kenya. But before I prepared to go back to Kenya, I was invited to speak into a church, uh, to fill a pulpit for a speak preacher who was not there. And then uh, after the message, one guy approached me and he told me, what are you planning to do for your future? And told him that I was planning to go back to Kenya and continue preaching the gospel, planting churches. And then he told me that you, I have been a missionary in Kenya and one of the things that I found lacking in Kenya is leadership and then he asked me would you mind if we meet tomorrow and discuss about your future goals for Kenya I told him okay I'm ready for it I'm <laughs> gonna get a free lunch dinner <laughs> yeah. so okay let's meet then we met and then he told me that uh, 
he has always been looking for ways of introducing people to leadership. And uh, then he, he introduced me to a college. I went and I did my deeming program that in in organize in a uh, transitional leader development. They used to call it organic leadership development. And then after I finished, during the that time is when I met. I met you guys. I met Robin mm -hmm. in one of the conferences, <laughs> and then it was like okay. After sitting down and then listening, I realized that this is what I've been looking for. I really wanted to become a leader, a caring leader. And then after that, okay, I finished my Dimini program, and then I decided to go back to Kenya and to implement what I learned. But while I was in Kenya, again, I meet with this uh, professor in Kenya. He's, he's a guy who's got many degrees, and he listened to me, and he tells me that, Peter, do you know what? What you have is transforming, and this is what we need. But I wish you could get it from a secular perspective, from an academic from a secular university. I think it, you can mix these two mm -hmm. uh, from being gotten a, a leadership from a Christian perspective. Now you get it from a secular university. When you combine this, I think it will be like explosion to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, okay, again, I go, I attend a SLI meeting and the guy that I'm seated with he is a professor at Gonzaga University and he teaches servant leadership. So in our discussion, he tells me that, Peter, why can't you come to our college and then enhance your skills, get more skills. You get to be more prepared about servant leadership. And then I found myself, myself again back to school to do a PhD in organizational leadership with emphasis on uh, servant leadership and uh, uh, that's who I am and uh, sorry I forgot to mention that I'm married uh, with the, my wife Jen lives in Kenya we have three adult key children they all passed colleges so it's like now we are heading towards the empty nest uh, yeah. <laughs> well gosh that was such a wonderful just following that journey um, was amazing and one of the things that really struck me just from the beginning um, of the story was the impact your mom had on you right so often the servant leaders in our life that the examples aren't necessarily a boss mm -hmm. they can be you know a parent or another relative or someone you grew up with but the impact she had on you teaching you about caring mm -hmm. I mean that's really the essence of servant leadership right and you certainly can as you as you do in your life, go with the faith-based aspect of servant leadership, but it is for everyone, yes, you know, and that's yes. what's so strong about it, that it has this transformational effect mm -hmm. on how we uh, behave in the world, if you will. Mm -hmm. So thank you for talking about your mom and right. just wanted to give a special shout out there because she had a profound effect. Look at the influence mm -hmm. you're having from her teaching. Mm -hmm. So I love that and just hearing about the evolution of you know, you're equipping yourself, right, through going to college and getting your PhD now, but also 
you know, you're very good about listening. Like we talked with Art yesterday, our founder, and really hearing from a CEO's mm -hmm. perspective, mm -hmm. the implementation of servant leadership. So, so much is about that combination. Mm -hmm. You know, I also, um, in our conversation we had with Art the other day, you mentioned to me something that um, you feel SLI is really bringing servant leadership to the real world. And it, it just, I wrote it down because it just struck me of like, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you and your country? Can you kind of take us there and what, what you're doing with servant leadership? And when you say real world, I mean, the boots on the ground, what, what impact is this having? What are, tell us a little bit more about that. You know, Robin, when I came to SLI meeting, I did not know that I have been doing servant leadership. And uh, one thing I realized, I think for me, when I attended that first conference, I will never forget, it was like an high opener. I knew who I was. SLI teachings and those trainings that you guys, you gave us was an eye opener for me. I, little did I know that I grew up being prepared as a servant leader. Because when I remember how I gave up opportunities to go to, 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 to colleges so that my brothers could get education because my father could not afford to pay for them. He was just, just working as a, as a, as a, as a house help in, uh, to some uh, Dutch uh, uh, couple who were living in Kenya in Nederland independence. He could not afford, and then I remember my mom again. I'll keep on going back to my mom. I remember my mom talking to me. I had all the good grades to go to college, but my mom talked to me and asked me, Peter, I think you need to help your dad. You need to uh, hold for a while going to college so that your young brothers and your sisters can also get education the way you got U.S. education. And uh, mom really was there, help them. You help them. And uh, he used, she used also to take us back to the, to the story in the Bible of, 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 uh, of, of Esau, and uh, not, not Esau, of Cain and Abel. And the question that God asked to have Cain where is your brother? And one of, I, I used to say it was one of the hardest uh, response that Cain gave, am I my brother's keeper? Mm -hmm. And then my mom always used to tell us, be your brother's keeper. And when I grew up, I came to know that being your brother's keeper is being a servant leader, even in your family. And if you cannot take care of your brother, of your sister, of your parents, you miss a lot. Mm -hmm. And I want to believe that servant leadership begins in the family. It is demonstrated in the family. And when I came now to SLI meetings is when I realized that, oh my God, 
have been doing servant leadership. And it was like, now they are opening my eyes. And now I can get these teachings. And now I can go out there and implement what I have learned. And they move on on a high gear <laughs> yeah, towards, <laughs> yeah, towards now doing what already I know. Because I found that doing what you know, it is something that gives you joy. And you do it with all your energy. And I, I, I also want to thank SILI because for me, they opened my eyes. And I, I've had some people whom I've introduced and I've encouraged them to come to the conferences saying that the teachings are transforming. In what sense? When people get these teachings and they don't sit on them, they go out there and they implement them, it changes families, it changes oneself, it changes the environment that is in. I want to say that servant leadership is rebellating. It is transforming concept. And uh, when I look at in Kenya, where I, where, where I started doing, immediately I get into contact with you, with the, with the SLI. I, I've seen leaders, or even church leaders, even bishops, who have really been feeling that I'm a big man here. I've seen them get this concept and start serving other people. I think I remember one bishop he, he, who came to my meetings and uh, after the meeting he comes back to me and he tells me, Peter, do you know one thing? I have been reading this. I've been reading about Jesus as a servant. But the way you have explained it, it, it it's something new to me now. It has mm -hmm. opened my eye only to know that I've not been walking the talk and one of the things that I've realized in servant leadership people talk about leadership servant leadership but rarely do they walk the talk mm. the essence and the ultimate goal of servant leadership is walking the talk of a servant leader and I've seen this in Kenya uh, when I bring up this concept in my in my seminars and the workshops that I do, I see people. I follow them and I go listen to them, and they tell me this thing is what we have been missing. And you knowing about the 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 the, the, the African culture, and no, and then we come, we became colonized. And then it's like we were kind of drawn in a, in a, in a, in a, in another world. Are we gonna keep our hot styles of social leadership? Are we going to uh, to accept the, the 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 concept of the Western? Because when we came, we were colonized, mm -hmm. so we were meant to be slaves. And our leaders who took over, now they said, "Okay, we have learned from these people who have come to colonize us." Also, we are going to colonize our people. And the most leaders in Africa, 
they are colonizing their people. Mm. And it's because this is what they learned from our colonizers. Exactly. Right, that's what they know. You see, and they were told that this is the best way to lead. Get people to come and serve you. You be the big man, be, mm -hmm. be the big boss, sit in that big office. Because the colonizer was sitting in that office. You see? So, so now those who took over, they sit in that office and theirs is to give command. Do, do, do. Mm -hmm. Even when they do not know the pain of doing. Mm -hmm. Because there is a pain of doing. They do not know, they cannot realize the pain. They have n no knowledge about what it feels to go there and serve people. So the, we, the people, we have grown since many countries in Africa became independent. They, we have, the leaders that we, we got, they were all dictators, autocratic leaders, commanding leaders, dictating people. And, and, and we have grown that even in the church because even, even missionaries, when they came, they never came to serve, you know. They came driving big cars, you see. They, they came living in big houses. So, so, okay, now those Kenyans or Africans who took over leadership, they wanted to live like their, their missionaries. They want to drive big cars. They want to force their people to buy them big cars and to make sure that they live in good houses. You see, and then that is where the corruption came. The kind of our social leadership that we grew up with, that was there in African culture, was about serving people. When you look at this situation, and it, to many, is it just be insurmountable, yes. and yet you've made an impact on what you're doing. Help the audience understand, how did you do that? How did you just say, okay, I'm gonna go teach about servant leadership in this culture and climate? It's a trial. I said after our first conference that we did at, at, at Dayton, I said, I, I remember after, after, after we, 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 after, after the, the, the trainings, I asked him, tell me about the power of the tower. And uh, we, we, we discussed about it. He told me about it. And then he told me, this is something that you can do in your country. And I went home asking myself, how am I going to do it? How am I going to introduce this to my people? And they, then I said, okay, let me give a shot. And then I, 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 I called some few guys in Kenya and I asked, this is what I want to do. Please get me only 20 because I did not want to be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and I, I really limited them. Uh, the, 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 the person who was organizing, I told him, okay, get me only 20 people. Don't get me over. But when he passed the, the word that I'm coming to teach about servant leadership, in that single meeting, we got 55K. And when they listened, and I told them, I know you guys, it was church leaders and uh, some community leaders and uh, some businessmen who came in. I told I think we need to change the way we are serving our people. 
Bishops, we need to change how we are serving people. Pastors, we need to rethink whether really we are using Jesus' model of serving and washing other people. And I asked them, when, he, when was the last time you as a pastor in church, you as a bishop, you acted like a nation, standing at the door and inviting people. And let me tell you, amazing, no one. And I ask them, can you go? Because that is where we go implementing. So I told, can you just go one day or coming Sunday, go there and you see that I'm going to be the usher. Everyone who comes in, tell him, welcome to our church worship today. And I asked even the business community, business leaders who were there, when was the last time you decided to serve coffee to your juniors? Or maybe when was the last time you said, okay, no, I'm going to wipe my table today, my table today, something. Or maybe when was the last time you said, okay, no, I will throw out my trash in my office. When was the last time? And then they said, no. And then I said, can you go and try? And then you see the difference. And then one bishop went ahead and he said that, today I'm going to ask your people come in. And he told me that the testimony, it was a word. Did you see our, our bishop today was the one who was an usher today? And, and so it's like, wow. It you was, know, wow, what is it? They're walking the talk, or they're as we say, the behaving talk. the talk. Yes. Right, and it has an effect. Yes, it has an effect. And then the word, and then my bishop. So he told me that people started calling him bishop. They started calling him my bishop. Hmm. So you see mm -hmm. how it changes even the environment, the people that you serve. They start, they, th there is that connectedness. They get connected with you. The, the, the relationship gets stronger. You see? Mm -hmm. And these businessmen want behaved like so, and then the staffs were asking, are you sure our, 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 our boss is normal? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's normal? Because they have never seen it. And he told me that everything changed. If, if our boss can take out the trash from his office, those small things, if he can wipe his table, why not me? And then another one tells me that he decided, he told, okay, today I'm, going, I'm the one who is going to prepare of course, Kenya is a Kenyan tea. Is tea is what is, is what we take. It's going to make tea for staff, and it was changing. It's so those simple things, right? Simple thing, not the major thing. Just the simple thing that we feel uh, it belongs to so and so. The simple thing that a leader does. It impacts his followers. So as you then, I know you just continued on going out and often miles and miles in the middle of nowhere and you continued to do these types of seminars about servant leadership. What were the challenges that you faced? Like the top 
three challenges that you could share with us that some of I want to see some of the tough challenges is status quo people they don't want to change man you you tell me to change I have been doing this for years how am I going to change it <laughs> mm -hmm. And I remember one leader was asking me, how can you teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> That's great. You see, me, I'm here. I've been doing this. These people, they know me. I'm, a, I'm, I'm their boss. How can you tell me to start doing these things? And I explained to him, I told him that, not about what you think, people are going to say, it's about the conviction in your heart. What do you want to do for your mm -hmm. people? Because it's about you. So some of the challenges is status quo. Mm -hmm. People changing is a big problem. Then the other challenge I want to say is about the implementation part of servant leadership. People, they are keen to come to my seminars, sit down, listen, they are not ready to go and implement it. And I used, I tell them it makes no sense to attend seminars and you fail to go and implement what you learned. Because the implementation part of it is where the rubber hits the road. <laughs> I love that. It's so true. Yes. I mean, that's what so many people do. Yes. The implementation part is where the rubber hits the road, is where really servant leadership gets the meaning. Mm -hmm. So you're missing out if you don't take that step, yeah. whatever it may be. Yes. And try it. Yes, try it. You are missing out if you have got all these books. If you've got all these notes, if you, if you have got all the knowledge within it, but you cannot implement it, even in your family, you might not be having a leadership position, but you have a leadership position in your house. <laughs> if you, you, and you, you can implement servant leadership in your home, in your house, Caring for your wife, caring for your husband, caring for your children, caring for your parents, caring for your neighbors, serving them. Even sometimes, even in the neighborhood, uh, maybe sometimes you live with, a, with, a, with an old fox, old couple, and you are a young man. Or you are young, you have that energy. You can tell, hey, I feel like mowing the grass, going out and then work on your garage, cleaning up your garage, or maybe mowing the grass outside there. That's service. Mm -hmm. That's such a, a great message. But what better place to start than your own home? Yes. So it's um so challenges again the status quo. Yes. Just what is that thing that's just keeping me from doing? And mm -hmm. we at Servant Leadership, as you know, mm -hmm. Institute feels so strongly about 
you know, that's art's passion. We mm. want to help people learn how to do this. Yes, yes. As you and heard. then the that, the that challenge was the materials that I don't have. Mm -hmm. be be because, because in Kenya, uh, you know, the resources are so limited. Sometimes I go and I give us a, I give up a training and maybe you, I have got about 50, 50 leaders who come and at the end they want the notes and they want the books about someone leadership. I remember a place uh, I went, it was Hot Brother who gave me that book, The Farm. Farmer Abel. Farmer Abel and I talked about it and then I can we get these books? And then I was giving them. And there was another book for someone leadership I was given by Tony Baron. And I was teaching from it. And they said, how can we get this? Because most of these books of someone leadership, they are not available in Kenya. So material, notes, books is, war, is my biggest challenge. It's another challenge, I want to say. Mm -hmm. If I could have those, if I could get is, get those material, uh, even some, if I could get those material, uh, I think I, I can do a lot. And and and, and, and the people in Kenya, they are willing to buy. They they are willing to buy. You're seeing quite a, a shift in openness and yes, uh, eagerness about servant leadership. You know, Peter, in your opinion, what makes a good leader? Uh, thank you for asking that question. That question I was asked in my school, <laughs> where in Kazaga, where I'm doing leadership, organizational leadership, and my professor asked that question, what makes a good leader? And uh, personally, I think what makes a good leader is humility. You cannot serve people if you are not an humble man, an humble woman. Humility, I wrote a paper <laughs> uh, which is about to be published with the International Journal of Southern Leadership really? about uh, humility. And I said humility is the hunger of Southern leadership. Oh, I can't wait to read it. Because when you, any leader who has served his people was an humble man. Look at Mother Teresa. Humility. Every great leader who has touched the life of people, according to me, I believe is humility. Go into the Bible, go to any religion, you'll find when I was doing research, I find I found out that humility is one trade that is encouraged in every religion. So for me, I really want to believe that humble leaders affect other people and the people will follow an humble leader. You can become a servant leadership, a servant leader, but if you lack humility, you are not going to touch them. I I I I I, I love this quote. Uh, can't remember who said it. Is that if you want people to follow you, give 
them your heart. Mm. And what comes from your heart is humility. For me, humility is what makes an authentic servant leader. And the practice of servant leadership leads you, helps you open up your heart more, yes, right? Yes. We're not taught that in, as we go through you know, business school and mm. leadership mm -mm. development about your heart mm. as a leader, are we? So there's some, there's some work to be done to break through on that. I think that's why we're here as an institute to yes. help people with that. Mm. Mm. And, and just to see, seeing the humbleness, I think that I notice with the hot butter, uh, it challenges me. It challenges me not. Maybe it's because I come from African culture, <laughs> 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 where where big men they are always elevated. But I think I have seen something different with the hot butter, and this is something that I keep on. I think I take back to Kenya and to tell leaders, you guys. You are not leaders. You ain't going to make it unless you learn how to humble yourself and serve other people with the inner humility also. Because you can serve people as a dictator. <laughs> right. You can serve people in a prideful way, but I think the essence is serving people, caring for people with humility. Today, again, I go back to Mother Teresa. She's renowned all the world. Not because of anything, because she served mm -hmm. people with humility. I know it's it's that simple and it's that complicated yeah. as as we see in your culture. Mm. Um, it's embedded, mm. so it takes some work. But I love hearing about what you're doing. I'm sure, you know, traveling around the world as you have. Mm. Um, at the beginning of our conversation, I mentioned that servant leadership belongs to everyone, mm. and we feel very passionate about that. What do you think the impact could be on the world we live in if we were able to develop and grow more servant leaders? What what would the impact be? Uh, I think the world will be a better place to live in. In the organizations will be a better place to work in. In the colleges, if the concept of servant leadership is embraced and implemented, colleges will produce great leaders. And the businesses will grow. And in the political world, which if a servant leader, if we had a servant leader who was really out there as the, the leader of a country, and then he tells people, come on, let's go there and serve people. Let us not go into leadership and serve ourselves. Mm -hmm. The country's economy will grow social life. People will enjoy social life. And the, many of the things that we see, the, uh, the chaos that we see, 
the 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 the, the, the instability that we see uh, i think people will know that i came into leadership to serve and the one thing because i'm involved with the politics in my country i think one thing if leaders embrace the servant leadership they will know that I came into this position. I became a leader not because I was the most qualified person to become a leader. But it is, if we turn to Christian perspective, it is by grace that you be, I became a leader. And the question that I ask leaders is, why did you become a leader? That's a, when I'm doing my leadership, mm -hmm. leadership seminars, I, it's a I, great question. I ask, why did you become a leader? Why did you choose to become a leader? And let me tell you, I've listened to people. They have given all kind of answers. They have justified themselves why they, they became leaders. But if every leader knew that I came to serve other people's need, not my need, the world would be, a, I think, life would be, life, life would be, uh, enjoyable, you see, you see, and if, if organizations, if, if 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 organizations would implement servant leadership, many people actually would not quit their positions. Would want to say, "I'm gonna die here. I want to serve these organizations. I want to be part of this organization. I want even even when I retire, I want my children to come and serve in this organization." It changes to working, to serving. That's that mindset yes. shift. It, yes, it changes to, oh, I'm working. I'm working for Dayton. <laughs> then it changes to, I'm serving in Dayton. Mm -hmm. Very different. Very different. I'm serving in uh, Southwest Highland. I'm serving in uh, Starbucks. I'm serving in, in in San Diego County. I'm serving as a congresswoman, as a congressman. I'm serving as a president of America or as a president of Kenya. Public servant. Yes, public servant. I love that, Peter. That's wonderful. What advice would you give a leader who is considering beginning a servant leadership journey? I would want to, 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 to tell them is to go for it. Just go for it. And uh, think how you are going to implement it. Because I think the key issue, if you start servant leadership in an organization. The goal is how am I going to implement it 
how am I going to be useful to change others? Because even when, when you come to, to, to study, your, your goal, your ultimate goal is to bring transformation, is to change people. So I think I would want to say it's a, I have, I have seen it in a hostile situations mm -hmm. in Kenya. <laughs> and uh, anyone who, we, we, we can do it and it's something that you, I would really want to and you can give it a try and uh, you'll see the fruit of it. Go for it. Go for it. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, um, on behalf of Art Barter, I just want to thank you for him, um, for the kind words you said about the impact he's had on you because that's why he started the Institute. Mm -hmm. And so these stories are what we love sharing with everyone. So thank you for um, talking about all the influence you're having in the, in the world, really. We have our upcoming Servant Leadership Conference around the corner, February 19th and 20th in San Diego. Peter, I think you've been to almost all of our conferences. Mm -hmm. um, so for people not sure about attending, you know, a lot of times it's they don't want to take the time mm -hmm. out of their busy schedule. What can you share with them that may be helpful and, a, a, you know, a motivator to uh, attend our conference and join our community of servant leaders? Oh, thank you. I, for those of us who are willing to attend, I want to, to, to encourage them to do so. And to come up with an open mind to learn. And uh, be ready to change. And be ready to implement what we learn from there. And I want to say something that one will never say, I wasted my time is one uh, those three days they are going to leave you in a place if you are a CEO if you are a church leader if you are whatever you are is going to leave you changed and the organization will be changed there is one thing I know with a leader is about being and the being transformed. Being is where you are right now. How can you move from where you are to another station? And that is what servant leadership is all about. It's moving a leader from one style of leadership to another style of leadership. So what I want to encourage whoever is considering to come, maybe you're in that doubt, am I going to, to mm -hmm. oh, that's a, a lot of money. I want to say that it's not a waste of, it's an investment that will benefit you, will change your life, uh, will change your perspective in leadership, and, uh, and, 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 and it will change also your community and your, your office and your organization. Well, you're living proof of that. So yes, yes. Thank you, and I hope you'll come back and talk with us again next time you're here in the U.S. I know you're heading out to Kenya tomorrow, so safe travels. We look forward to seeing you at our conference in February. Thank you. It's going to be great. We have lots in store. Yes. And for those of you that have enjoyed listening to this and want to take Peter up on going for it, please head over to our uh, website at ServantLeadershipInstitute.com and register for the conference. It's that easy. Yes. Go for it, right? Go for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any final words you'd like to share, Peter? 
I, I want to say thank you for inviting me to come and share my thoughts. Our uh, pleasure. For me, it's a great opportunity to share my thoughts with, uh, I think, with the entire world and uh, to tell people, let's do servant leadership. It is rewarding. It's something that uh, I will say that it is rewarding. It has got rewards and it is changing and it is transforming communities and people's lives. So, and uh, above all, then we are doing the ministry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a ministry, servant leadership is a ministry. So when you are doing it, uh, yes, even if when you are doing it in a corporation, when you are doing it in an organization, when you are doing it in a political office, you are doing it unto the Lord, not to yourself. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Peter. We appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And for more information on the Servant Leadership Institute, visit us on our website. That's www.servantleadershipinstitute.com. And registration is now open for our 2018 Servant Leadership Conference titled Shift into Drive. On stage, we have the pleasure of having presentations by our founder, Art Barter, as well as Mark Miller, VP of Training and Development for Chick-fil-A. Returning from last year, we have Vicki Clark and also Ken Blanchard, with more speakers to be announced soon. The conference will be held at the Marriott Marquis in San Diego, California, February 19th and 20th, with a complimentary networking event February 18th. And you can also subscribe now to receive our weekly tips by going onto our website. These are great short tips that are intended to challenge and motivate you while you are going through your servant leadership journey. And finally, we would love you to grab a copy of our latest publication, The Servant Leadership Journal, written by SLI founder and CEO Art Barter. This is an 18-week journey to transform you and your organization, available now on our website and on Amazon.com. Thank you for listening and allowing us to add value to your day.